Adyak. You're listening to Adyak. Adyak is the official podcast of the AAF Greater Lehigh Valley Ad Club. Our mission is to inspire creativity and enhance the professional development of the advertising and marketing communities where we live and work. I'm your host, Bill Childs, and I'll talk with artists, designers, writers, directors, photographers, along with those who work in a creative capacity. Our aim here is to serve as a creative resource to help you stay informed, entertained, and above all, inspired. But first, I want to thank ASR Media. We appreciate your support and collaboration. There are certain people you will meet throughout your life, and as soon as you meet them, you know they possess an innate ability to transcend and succeed in any environment. Martha DeFeo is one of those people. I briefly worked with Martha at Adams Outdoor Advertising, and I knew, even back then, she was on a mission. She encourages and inspires people to become the best version of themselves, both in their professional and personal life. She's a seeker of knowledge, a coach, and a mentor to many of her clients. And she doesn't give up when she believes in something, influencing others with her perseverance. Her search for meaning and her growth mindset has played a vital role in helping her grow into who she is today. As a marketing consultant, strategist, and business development leader, her background has evolved from marketing and design projects, speaking presentations, content creation, and web design, to now running her own agency, Milk Marketing. Martha understands the value of authentic leadership and why you need it for sustainable growth and success. She found her purpose in helping entrepreneurs build and grow their businesses through her mentorship programs and strategic advisory work. She relies on her curiosity, creativity, and confidence every time she meets with potential clients. And we talk about how she helps those leaders embrace their courage and authenticity. Martha is proof positive that you must be willing to fail fast and learn faster if your actions aren't delivering the desired results. Martha and I yak it up about the transformative power creativity has in changing lives, businesses, and collaborative relationships. The lessons we learned working for an inspirational leader the best piece of advice she's ever received, and how it continues to inspire her to this day. Here is my Adyak with Martha DeFeo. Martha DeFeo, welcome to Adyak. Thank you. It's so nice to see you, Bill. It's been a while. It has been a while. Great to have you on. I um I got a lot of stuff I want to cover with you, and but what I want to start at is um, I interviewed John Hayes, the former GM of Adams. Uh, a couple episodes yes. ago. And that's where you and I first met. You and I first met when we were working at Adams. I started at Adams in the fall of 1999 and left in the fall of 2001, which was right after 9-11. So, but in that time we worked together wow. with them. And I want right. to your interpretation of that time, um, what you were hired for, when you were when you were hired there and what was your what was your experience like and and what was your you know how did you process all of that after you left Adams and, and John's leadership so talk to me about that a little bit wow well first of all I did listen to that podcast and that was a great episode and it was so nice to hear John Hayes again um he's left he left left a lasting impression on me and I think everyone else that worked for him Right. He was such an amazing leader. I think I heard you say the Zen, the, the Zen, like a Zen master, master. Of, yeah. of creative leadership. leadership. No, he was he was amazing. So I was hired as a marketing coordinator 
and I helped with, you know, sales um, deliverables and proposals and things like that. And then I got promoted to marketing manager, director of marketing, actually. And um, and I just loved working there. That set the bar for companies that I, I believe in and feel like they had the culture, you know, the right way. And um, so, but working for John Hayes, he was amazing. And I remember how much he would encourage and support us in any any role that you had, you know, that we had there at, at Adams. And, you know, you'd ask him a question and he would say, what do you think? You know, so he really wanted to encourage that conversation. He would give his opinion also if was asked of it, but he wanted to encourage that um, creative thinking and input from everyone. And I thought that he was just an amazing person to work for. And he really brought us all together, I thought. And we had such a tight team at the time. Well, and if you listen to what he talks about, how he was very particular in the people that he brought in and that he hired. He 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 was very like like methodical about the people that he believed would would work within that environment that he was trying to um you know bring about. And I think, you know, your hiring, you know, wasn't just random either. He saw something in you. He saw, you know, that's the that's the great thing about leaders that that, you know, they see things in you that you don't even see yourself. And then you kind of like so feel obligated to kind of like, like live into what their vision is of you. <laughs> right. And my right. interpretation of you, what I remember is you were a seeker. You were a seeker of knowledge. Like you, you were like a sponge. Um, I don't know if that was like your, your, what you were trying to do, but I just remember like when you came up into the art room, like you wanted to know what's going on. What are you guys doing? What are you working on? Why did you choose that? What do you, like you were very inquisitive and that was cool to be because you know that that's what you want you know from you want to talk i love to talk about the designs and and the thought process behind the stuff that we were doing so um is that your recognition right. of of yourself as well that is me yes that is me still to this day you know i've i've always had a growth mindset and i feel like everyone should adopt that <laughs> and especially when it's it comes from the top down so if if someone has influenced you that has a growth mindset and they run their organization that way it changes the game for everyone because you you grow not only professionally but personally as well, right? So, I think that really helps me get you know um, grow my career, and that's why I've always been promoted because I always I'm, I'm interested in learning as much as I can, and I I like to understand the meaning behind why why is this why are we doing this, you know? And that's why I would ask you questions all the time of what does this client want and what are you doing? What why are you creating this for them and what is you know, what will this, what is their, their outcome, their goal for this um, ad campaign? And I wanted to really understand that. And, and we would talk about that. This is the goal that they, the client wants. We'd talk to sales and, and it was just, a, just such a great dynamic working with sales, creative marketing, production guys, everyone. Mm -hmm. No, John really was. did an amazing job. He set up the environment he did. and he stayed out of the way. He let it run. He believed in what he was setting up right? He believed in mm -hmm. it. He set it up. He hired the right people. He said it took a little while to get the right people. And he knew it would take a little while to get the market to, to kind of, and the clients to kind of embrace what he was doing, but it worked. And, and I, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity, but at the same time, I'm a little disappointed because that was only two years of my career. And I've been searching right? that feeling ever since. And so, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that I've been running the John Hayes leadership program at every company that I've worked at. It's just, John is in another Same. form, you know, but it's, it's how he, you know, be vulnerable. Um, don't lead with your ego. Um, listen more than you talk. I mean, listen. it's all there. I love the guy. 
I can't say enough about yes. it. You know? I, I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you. And I think this this is why I'm I'm I feel that I'm a I'm a good leader today because even though my career has mostly been focused on marketing, I was always in management and leadership roles towards the towards the later um, parts of my career. And really, John had a big influence on that because I understand you know empathy, and I understand you know being supportive and encouraging. But the way that John taught us how to not be afraid to fail was mm. one of the biggest things that you know it's it's hard for anyone no matter how much you you try that <laughs> it's still hard every time you fail but you still can't be afraid of it and that's how we grow right yeah. so he really he really demonstrated strength by being a creative leader and i adopted that and i apply that now in my leadership roles and it's it's john hayes in the background still <laughs> absolutely well that's a great segue so Catch me up on what you've been doing since you left uh, Adams. Uh, it's been, you know, a couple number of years, but, you know, what are you doing now? And, you know, what do you enjoy about what you're doing now? So right now I work, I have a company, Milk Marketing. Um, milk represents four elements that I believe are so important, you know, when you're running your marketing, uh, management, intelligence, leadership, and knowledge. Oh, cool. Those four things, I feel like, when I, whenever I talk to a potential client or even companies I've worked for, when they have issues with their marketing output or the, the outcome they're looking for from their marketing, I find that it's, it falls into one of those four, cat, many of those categories, or at least one of those categories. Either they're not managing things efficiently or effectively, they don't use data and really understand what's going on and keep their, their finger on the pulse of that to make you know, data-driven decisions. They don't have the leadership, uh, good strategic leadership that, you know, really guides the whole team and the, you know, the marketing strategic plan and then knowledge. They don't stay current on knowledge. I mean, you see how fast marketing evolves. It's so rapid and we have to stay current on, you know, the latest trends and, and the latest tools. And we have to stay, stay up to date on all of this because that impacts the outcome that companies are trying to achieve with their marketing. And if you don't, you know, now we have AI and it's, it's something that you have to be adaptable and you have to stay current on the knowledge. So I think those four elements are really key. And that's why I started, I built milk. Um, I started doing consulting work and I thought, wow, I should really get paid for this. Hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and so I started doing that. So I stepped into companies, um, helping them with their strategic marketing planning and implementation. And it's really interesting when I started my company, um, I went into it because I have a corporate background. So I went into it thinking that my ideal target audience would be corporate clients because I step in and help them with strategic marketing, planning and implementation. And then I also coach their teams. They usually have one or, or several marketing um, people on their team and I help them coach them to for their own personal and professional growth as well. So they, they can achieve better outcomes. And, and then I sort of transformed into a little bit different of a target audience now and a little bit different of a focus. I started going to networking events and talking to smaller business owners. And I really feel the struggle, you know, with, uh, with what they're going through right now, especially with this economy. And, um, and so I started to think, I really want to help smaller businesses rather than these corporate businesses that are already doing pretty well, you know, they just want to do better. Mm -hmm. um, instead of helping people, biz big business owners make more money, I wanted to help smaller business owners that are, they're in that growth phase, or they're just starting out, and they really want to um, 
do well and and marketing is a struggle they they kind of people try to piece things together along the way especially if they're a new business and then it gets out of control so I started working with smaller businesses and um and of course um nonprofits are my favorite to work with because they're purposeful so I started working for a lot of purposeful businesses and I feel like if you're making an impact um that that means something to me so I feel um, a better connection with those type of businesses and those type of um, entrepreneurs who are, they have a, a purpose, they have a mission. And so that's what I've been doing is, is trying to re refocus my target audience into the nonprofit world and, and also business owners that, you know, have a passion for what they're doing. Okay. All right. And, but uh, yes. but you, you, you grew up in the Lehigh Valley, right? So you're, you're from I, downtown Bethlehem. Right. Pennsylvania. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you're based in Florida, right? Yes, I'm in north northeast Florida now. <laughs> okay, you know it's funny. Um, one of the things that that uh, that John had done, which was really his big risk, you know, with with Adams, was he really he pushed creativity to the top. Like he basically said, you know, I, I data research, you know, I, I get it, revenue, yep, hiring, yes, um, expenses, all that business stuff. And he, he put creativity at the top um, and then basically, you know, set the playing field and then got out of the way. So how do you, how do you advise your clients when you kind of, if you, when you talk about creativity, because let's be honest, creativity has not had the best uh, PR, uh, you know, um, out there because it's, as soon as you say that word, it just, it kind of turns people off because they just think, oh my God, the creative, oh, here we go. Right, lamps and bag chairs. It's amazing. Or or create right? another word, another word for not getting anything done. Right, that's that's the mind, right. I think sometimes of leaders. Um, so, what's been your experience with that? How do you how do you bring the 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 creativity into what companies are doing or going to do? I right? see that. Right, I see that often. Uh, and with by from leaders, they misunderstand creativity. They don't really. If, if they don't get it, they, they really don't understand it. And, and it, unfortunately, what they don't realize is they're really blocking their growth, right? And their innovation. And it really improves, it even improves relationships, don't you think, in some way? Um, it allows us, allows us to solve problems more openly. Um, it combats, you know, stagnation when you, you feel kind of at a, at a plateau or stuck. But it really facil facilitates growth and innovation in a company. So it's, it's really something when I see this and that, that you try to explain it to a business owner and they really don't understand, but it really is necessary. Um, without it, you know, there's, there's so much missing that, that they're, there's, they're looking for and they can't find it mm -hmm. because, you know, there's no growth, there's no innovation, there's no good teamwork. I feel like creativity makes everything better. <laughs> it really does. Um, just, and so, and, you know, creativity is, people think of creativity as something artful sometimes. And of course, that's really important when you see something creative, like a good ad, right? Mm -hmm. You feel it, you remember it, it stays in your head. Um, that's creativity, in, you know, as, as far as that goes. But it's also, like I said earlier, problem solving. You have to be able to be creative. Um, you have to be creative when you're working with different clients and you're trying to uh, accommodate them or, you know, get the outcomes that they're looking for. So it's really important to think creatively. Um, I think about creativity. I understood it more when I started working with Adams also because of some of the amazing campaigns that we had. You know, we were, you reminded me of the RCN campaign when 
Um, and when I was listening to the, the podcast with um, John Hayes and just no words, just, it was so memorable, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, that's, that's the peak of creativity, but you know, if it falls under all different aspects of running a business and being able to maintain that growth over time, you know, when you're faced with all kinds of economic challenges and, um, you know, different kind of, uh, turnover, you know, there's a, there's a lot of reasons to look to creativity, lean on creativity. I posted this graphic a um, couple weeks ago on LinkedIn. It was a, a visual representation of, of the creative process. And this is why I think it's so misunderstood and it, and it freaks a lot of people out because they, you want to start at A, right? The graphic shows letter A. And then the line uh -huh. continues and then it goes all squiggly and all kinds of crazy. And then it arrives at B, right? And it's like, how do you, how do you monetize that part, that portion in the middle where it's just all scribbling around, right? That's <laughs> like, almost like managers want, look, why can't you think of what you have to solve and solve it? You know, like, why do you need that middle? Right. I don't know. I didn't come up with how the creative process works. <laughs> I just know that that's how it works. And you have to be open to that. And you have to, you, it just, you, it just doesn't work any other way. You have to kind of, you know, you state your strategy, you, you do your information process, right? You gather as much information as you can. And then somewhere in there, an idea is going to emerge. You know, if you, if you allow for the process to happen, one of the worst things you can do is to try to force an idea when you're not ready or the idea is not ready. You ever do you ever work with someone or you're, where you're kind of like, you're not even thinking about like necessarily how to solve it and it comes to you that aha moment right you know, that archimedes in the yes. trying to measure the crown moment i love those moments you know but you can't That's get true. so caught up that they're not happening and think you know somehow think that you're you're running you've run out of ideas and it you know you're it's time to hang up your you know your laptop or your lava lamp or right whatever. um i think <laughs> what, what gets a lot of causes a lot of tension is it's hard to kind of track that that messy part in the middle because innovation is messy. That's so true. And, and the thing is too, it's, you know, you, you can't, you can't always have that miracle of getting from A to B on a clear line, right? It's, it's always a messy line. And the thing that a lot of um, leaders don't understand, but John Hayes got this was failure is necessary. It's a fast track, right? To getting the result that you want. You have to be able to fail. And some um, business owners don't want people to fail because they feel like almost like it's a waste of time and money. But when you're, when you're, when you have the freedom to fail and you get to, you get to apply things, of course, like you said, you do, you do due diligence, you research, you do as much well, inquiry as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You inquisitive, right. Then, uh, but you also have to be able to go for it and do something, even though it might fail, but you'll learn so fast then, and you'll be able to come out at the end with such a beautiful creative results. Mm -hmm. that'll be more successful in the long run. So that that messy part is so good and necessary, especially the part where you fail. <laughs> but and, here's, uh, here's it leads where, to success. This is what kills me. This is really what kills me about a lot of this stuff with business owners and leadership is a lot of what a leader needs today are not things that you would think or that we were taught, okay? Vulnerability. A leader mm. absolutely has to be vulnerable, Okay. That runs counter and sounds counter what you think of a leader. Leader, strong, you know, like I got this. I know where I'm going. There is nothing more powerful than when a leader can say, honestly, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Right. 
Can you teach me? Let's figure it out. Yeah. Let's figure it out together. Why is that so hard to understand, Martha? Because once, I don't know. once you go into that place as a leader who, you know, you don't have to have all the answers. You shouldn't have all the answers. That's what you need your team for. So if you can say, right. honestly, I don't know, you open up a whole can of worms of trust, of, of, of a relationship, and a willingness to learn. Just that one right there, vulnerability, right? Then you got empathy. Then you have um, creativity. You have these, and, and the willingness to let your team fail. They have to know that you have their back. And if yes, again, no one is going to say, okay, well today I'm going to cause, I'm going to ca lose the company ten million dollars. No one is thinking that. It's a, it's a, it's an environment, right. <laughs> an environment where it's okay to maybe say an idea that might sound stupid. Because if you remember in the creative sessions, and I learned this lesson, a lot of times we got a good idea on the way back from a bad one. Right. right? So, and I, I say right. bad ones. Even no, bad ideas, right? Yeah. It can be fertilized for good something. ideas, but so many exactly. people, did you, did you, were you, were you in the creative sessions? I, you were. Yes. Yeah. They were great. They were so much fun <laughs> and really everything. got a lot of great ideas from everyone. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know what I think is, is the thing that holds people back to is the comfort, the comfort, uh, the comfort zone. And yeah. I, and I love this term and I think I heard you say this term and I always use this term. Do you want to stay in comfortable mediocrity? Or do you want to take it to the next level? Because if you don't, if you're afraid to fail, you'll remain in that state of comfortable mediocrity. Yep. And, and it's just, you have to, the only way to get out of that is to be creative and not be afraid to fail, right? Exactly. And that goes for business as well as personal lives. In your personal. So true. <laughs> well, so I, think, true. I think creativity, you know, the mindset of creativity to your earlier thing that you were talking about, um, Yes, it can it can do amazing things inside a business, but it can also do amazing things for your life. Because if you live in a creative mindset, everything opens up. You're into you're open to new experiences. You're open to trying new food. You're open to meeting new people. That's how that's how learning happens, right? So if you're just all closed off and you 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 suffer from this you know imposter syndrome where you're worried people are going to find out that you know I remember for a lot of years I struggled with the fact that I didn't have a college degree. You know, that really bothered me. I did not go to college. Yes. I went right from high school into the workforce. And I thought that was cool at the time. But then you get out there for a while and you realize all these people with degrees in college and, you know, people going MBAs, getting doctorates, you know, little feels a little uncomfortable for me. But I, I had to be able to push past that and be be okay with it, that I didn't have a college degree. Well, you know, you, I feel like people that do that work so much harder. I mean, not that people who go to college don't, I feel like people that don't, weren't able to get their degree for one reason, one reason or another, they, they tend to work harder to get further, you know, and they have a disadvantage there because they have a stigmatism that people look at them and say, oh, they don't, they're not degreed. But, you know, something Elon Musk said is, uh, and I can't remember his exact quote, but he was talking about this exact thing. And he said, so many people, they go right to college. They don't really know what they really want to be. They just go and they get their degree and they often don't use it. And he said, I actually don't even care if you have a college degree. I care how hard you're going to work and the kind of person you are. And if you could think outside of the box, which is creativity again. Um, but so I think, yeah, it really advances you in per your personal and professional growth um, when you have to try harder and oh. you have to be creative. And I think that that's, that's something that we have to get past our limiting beliefs and say, <clears throat> 
that that's something that we're we're making up in our own head, right? We have to look at who who do we want to be and who, you know, all those limiting beliefs that we that are just negative thoughts. You know, what hap- what we need to do is adopt a growth mindset and get get out of our own way, you know, mm-hmm. and really just just learn and start start learning and never stop, find our purpose and really strengthen who we want to be and who we how we want to impact, you know, the world and um and and leave a legacy in our lives. We have to be able to look past those limiting beliefs. And it's the hardest thing. This is something that I I teach in my programs and to some of my clients, you know, you they have they keep finding themselves stuck. And when I dig into why they're stuck, it's because often they have that imposter syndrome. Well, there's so many people that are better than me. Hmm. Or, you know, I don't know if I could do this. What if I fail? You know, so it's all those things that happen to us, but they're really just negative thoughts. We just have to really reframe our thinking. And that's super hard to do. And you have to do it every day. (laughs) A lot of years feeling inadequate that I didn't have a degree. And then I finally Mm -hmm. got to a point where I realized, my God, like I have so much experience that even if I did have a degree, it so would have been stuff that I would have learned 25 years ago. It would all have been exactly anyway. So I, I've, I've, within the past couple of years, I finally managed to clear that and be okay with it because it is what it is. I mean, I can always go back to school whenever I want, and I'm, and it really, I, I do believe that it, it set me up for the mindset of what you just described of someone who always felt that I had to do it better because of that mm-hmm. fact that I didn't have a college degree. So. Um, whether I, I pushed myself out of my comfort zone to, to do speaking engagements, to go speak to colleges and universities on the topic of creativity, I think was clearly one of the outputs of me not having a degree, kind of feeling like I, I wanted to just go share what I, my knowledge and share what I knew. And I, and I started, after I started doing a lot of those talks, um, I would do the talks and, and they would always ask me back and, I would always love doing them and I would evolve the, 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 the programs. And, and, and I just, I look forward to kind of going out and, and sharing that knowledge with, with the next generations. But what started to kind of happen was I realized, my God, I know I'm doing this talk on creativity and how it relates to marketing and business. But if you're really paying attention, it's really about how to live your life. Yes. That was, I was like, and then I started bringing that a little bit into the, into the, uh, the presentations as well. It's, Yes, it's a marketing advertising wrapper, but it's really a way to look at the world, a way to roll in the world with an open mind and an open heart. And the creativity is at, at, at the is at the the foundation of all of that kind of growth mindset and vulnerability and empathy. It it all can pay homage mm-hmm. to, to creativity. Creativity is what allows those kinds of things to happen, I believe. So how do you how do you get people who might be stuck? Um and caught in their own way. We used to talk about that a lot at Adams, like they're in their own way. You could see it, someone that's in their own, right. they're, they're, they're causing their own growth to not happen because they're just, they're, they're, they're stuck. How do you, what do you do? What are, what are some things that you do for clients or people that you work with to help them get unstuck? So the first thing I do is, is try to identify the reasons that are, they're getting stuck. And so it, a lot of times it comes down to limiting beliefs um, you know, excuses that we make and we make them all the time. And sometimes we think we're protecting ourselves. And, um, and that's what, that's what happens. Sometimes we, we think that we, we try to go through all the negative scenarios in our heads so that we could 
make sure we're prepared for them in a way, which, you know, being prepared and, um, and thinking about, you know, what could happen is good, you know, but also it really, it really kind of sets you back. So I feel like a lot of people, um, they, they tend to, they tend to be worried about what's going to happen. So they, they don't do anything. They stay in that comfortable mediocrity, right? They stay in that comfort zone because they're thinking, I would love to be a business owner. I want to, I want to be an entrepreneur. I, I think about it all the time, but then what happens is they think about all the negative things that go with that, you know? So we talk about when you, you mentioned mindset, mindset is everything. Mm. It helps, it helps you. It's, it helps you to really navigate life. Um, and, you know, I keep saying, we keep going back to creativity, but I, I really feel like it has an impact on everything, thinking about your mindset. And when you think about those things that are, that are negative and those things that are, you're worried about, then if you look to creativity, if you think about how can I creatively get through this? How could I, if I have a growth mindset, what could I learn to help me get past this right. level of stuck? And vulnerability comes into play there because you got to be willing to ask mm -hmm. for help. You have to be willing to say, I don't know all about that as, as much as I should, but I'm willing to learn. Um, I think, right. you know, your, your negative self-talk thing is, is, is interesting because we're so good at coming up with all the reasons why something won't work. Well, why don't we think right. about one reason why it would? Exactly. Exactly. It starts with, so yes, I was going to say, you know, it starts with our awareness of it happening, right? And then, you know, we have to pay attention to the, to, to our thoughts and then we have to make good choices. Okay. Like, so it's not a, one of the things I say to myself, it's a, like a mantra I say under my, to myself um, in my head, I say, it's not how you want to, it's how you want to see it, not how your mind perceives it. Mm. So you're in fear state, right. Or in, in, you know, worry state or protective mode. Um, your mind perceives it one way, like, yes, running a business is, is going to be challenging. It's going to be really hard. You're going to fail. You might, you know, you might fall apart. You might lose all your money. Um, it's not how your mind perceives it. It's how you want to see it. So I want to see it successful. So that's how I'm going to think about it. Yes, I'm going to fail. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm accepting that fate, but that's something that I can get through. It's how I want to see it is I want to see success. So it's really important that you embrace creativity and embrace what you want out of life rather than what could happen in the negative sense. What could happen in the positive sense? Go with that, <laughs> you know? Do you think that, I mean, I've I read this uh, once that, that they say that most people, um, they're not afraid of success. They're, or not, they're not afraid of failure. They're afraid of succeeding. What if, it, what if yes. I do this and it works? Like, what if I, I can't handle it? it? Right. Yeah. Like, what if I do this marketing campaign and now I have to like hire more people because now I have more business. It's like, what do you think about yes. that? You, you think there's some truth in that, that people are more afraid of, so of true. than they are of failing. I think they're afraid. They're afraid equally of both. They're afraid of failure and they, they already think they're going to fail. And then also on the other side, they think, well, this is, what if I do this? And then I don't know how to be a business owner. And, and it's really scary. It really is. I don't know how to, how do I hire someone? What if I get overwhelmed and I can't handle the work? My clients get upset with me because I can't fulfill their, the obligations that I've set myself up for. So yes, I think they're equally afraid of failure and success, but the key word there is 
is what they're afraid of. And you have to, you have to move past your fears, right? <laughs> Especially mm -hmm. when it's something that you really want out of life. And, you know, I, it goes back to, um, I talked to my clients about what is your purpose? You know, are you living your purpose? And a lot of the clients I'm, I'm talking about are the ones that are starting out and they want to build a business and they want to be successful and they want to reach higher levels of their potential. Mm -hmm. The only way you can get there is if you push through fear. So, you, you know, I say you want to be successful. You have to adopt the three C's courage to start and you just need to go for it. You know, it's going to be scary anyway. Just go and do it. And then commitment, follow through. You need to follow through. And then confidence, you know, celebrate the little wins of, of all the ways that you've succeeded. And, and you, you keep adopting those three C's over and over. Courage, I got to do this. Commitment, keep going, keep going, no matter how much it's, it's scary or you fail or it's hard, keep going. And then have confidence, like, great, I accomplished that. Even if it's a little thing, oh, you know, yeah. I try to little wins. You have, have to. gratitude and think about mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And that's going to be an ongoing process. That's not just going to be like... Oh a one-time thing. And then you're like, okay, I'm good. I got, I did the courage thing. That was last week. Why were, you know, right. Or how do you feel about, yeah. How do you feel about, you know, one of the, the things that, that, that I thought was, was amazing again with John Hayes was with his little 10 point plan that he kind of came up with. He, 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 this is what's going to happen if we do this. So he gave us a mission, right. We kind of like, I felt like we were all a, a part of something that was bigger than ourselves right? We were, we were, we were going to change the market. We were going to do this. Like we, so everybody bought into that, but I think number nine or maybe even number 10 on his 10 point list was, oh, by the way, this will increase revenue. It wasn't number one. Oh, it yes. It was at the end. We had to do all those other things first, because I think if you're just going in business just to make money, you're already done. You're, you're already going yes. for some reason. And I think that that speaks to purpose and mission. And I want to work with people who are on a mission and have a purpose or feel that they have a mm -hmm. purpose or have a dream that they believe in. That's, that's exciting. That's the exciting. Um, that's fun. That's a fun place to kind of inhabit. It's a cool world to live in when you can meet those people. It really is. I was going to ask you. Yes. And I. Can you talk about a recent ahead, success sorry. of somebody that you kind of, that you're, you don't have to name names or anything, but someone that you've worked with that you're, or even that you're currently working with that you're, they're, they're starting to believe, you know, you're, you're starting to see the the light bulbs go off. Well, so as far as creativity goes. Or just in helping them see a different way forward, you know, um, embracing kind of those, those teachings that you're getting out of their own way. So anything like that. Yeah. So I love when, when I have this 90 days to launch um, program that I work with clients who are starting out, they're just starting, they want to, they want to start a business and they, we've, we've already gone through the mindset piece of it, which I still cover in the beginning and um, in a, in a shorter form. Um, and they have, they really are uh, ready to go. They have everything, you know, the fire inside of them. Um, we work through their purpose. And my favorite part is at the end of the 90 days, when we launch, you know, I build a website, they have everything they need. They have their elevator pitch, they have their business cards, they have a, a lead, uh, lead, lead gen strategy, and they start getting clients. And it's just such a, an amazing experience to see. And I get to relive that over and over every time I get to have a client go through this program. And it's just 
having because they're fresh and they're new to the entrepreneurial world they they get so excited about um creativity and you know really they understand it they understand the growth mindset they they understand that's what they need to be able to do this or they're never going to they're going to stay in that comfortable mediocrity in their life and they don't want that anymore they want to ascend to the next level and so it's like so amazing to see the transformation that happens when they get to see their their purpose come to life and they get to see that they're going to get paid to help people. So they're going to make an impact and also as a sidebar, mm -hmm. build their wealth, you know, which is, which is amazing that they could, you can get to that point in life, but we should all strive for that. Right. Um, instead of just going to work and doing the same tasks over and over again, unless that's what you want, <laughs> but mm -hmm. for the most part, we need to be able to, strive for our higher levels of potential and i love when people realize that and get to that point now we've been talking a lot about positive environments um have you you have any experience working in a toxic environment yes unfortunately you know that does happen uh, i've had i've been in uh toxic environments and toxic clients mm. and it's it's and those clients it's the opposite of john hayes right they don't get they don't get that there's that creativity is creativity is necessary. They don't get that you can't get from A to B in a simple straight line. You know, there's there's failure that has to happen. Time, you know, there's time that things take time, and um, they just want. I always say like I I don't have my magic wand with me today. <laughs> you know, the magic wand isn't working today to wave. You know, to to change your whole uh, your whole world. And you know what else I notice with toxic? Some I've only had experience with a couple of toxic clients. Um, but what I notice in any type of toxic environment, it's it really is is the management. So leadership, right? But um, it's it's a bad culture. So like it it kind of transcends into all the team, all the departments, right? And and all the individuals trying to make their you know, professional world and, you know, uh, grow their, their experience and they're at this job and they're trying to do it. But when the environment is toxic, everyone suffers. No one as no one can, could really grow the way they need to. And, and the success can't happen the way it needs to, because they're not able to fail. You know, they're always, they always feel like there's pressure around them and, uh, you know, tension around them. So that toxic environment really uh, affects the success of the company and also each individual person. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but you can't change people. So if you, if it starts at the top, it's hard to convince a leader <laughs> of the company what's happening when you see it happening. Um, but you could, you could change how you respond and you can change your environment. So, you know, one of the things that I, I try to do is, is change how I respond and I'm very organized and I try to go back with, okay, well, we have to try this process. Um, if we can't try this process, then we're changing the environment, meaning we're not working together. So if somebody's at a job and they have a toxic environment and there's nothing they can do, they need to leave because it's affecting their life, you know? So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's tough. As, as much as I grew during the, the John Hayes, um, uh, you know, time I worked with John in, in, in so many multiple ways, uh, doing some of the best work of my career, you know, uh, the, the amazing people that I work with, it went the exact opposite way in a toxic environment to the point where I, I think I got depressed at one point. I, I was so, because yes. I'm, I'm not used to, that's not my, I don't like to live like that. I don't like to see people 
a leader treating other you know people poorly or not being mm-hmm. open to any new ways of doing things or not even be open to even discussing it that's what really kills me like no, we can't even discuss this really we can't talk about like a possible new direction wow um, right. and and it yeah i i got i there were a couple times i i got really depressed about it because i i didn't know how to how to i didn't know my way through it i didn't know what to do you know it it, it doesn't uh you can be you can be the most positive person in the world, but if you're in an environment where every you're surrounded by people that are just like, just do your job and shut up, you know, we're just yes. there's no mission. There's no purpose. It it's 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 upsetting to to be a part of, and unfortunately, I I had my share of those as well. But um, yeah, that's tough. But luckily, luckily, you understand that you have to lean on creativity, right? And that really helps. But you, you know, when you're in that kind of environment, you still can't help but be affected by it. And, and that's the thing, it mentally messes with you. So you can't think clearly. So you can't do your job as well as you know, you can, and as well as you want to, because you you can't, you can't think clearly. And it's, and, and, you know, the leaders don't understand that it's affecting their business. They're doing this to their business. They're, yes. they're causing a problem. And, and, uh, and there's, you can't, but like I said, you can't change that person. Right. So you know, you have to do everything you can to lean into creativity, right? And and try to, you know, figure out another way or change your environment. Yeah, I remember one time um, at a place, there was a person in a meeting, never really spoke up. And this person must have summoned the courage that day to to kind of say, I'm going to finally say something. And it was so, so tough to watch. This person said their idea uh-huh. and the leader just immediately shut it down. It was like, we've done that already. We've tried that already. We've done that before. And I could, you could just watch. I was watching this person just close in on themselves. And I realized, well, they'll never talk up again in this meeting because they just offered an idea and they were just basically thrown a cup of coffee in their face, kind of metaphorically. Wow. And it, mm-hmm. it just, it's just like, oh man, like as a leader, you know, you want people coming to you with ideas. They're not all going to be great. They're not all going to be awesome, but your job is to listen to them. That's it. Just listen and and give them right. the form and not try to just immediately try to discount it and say like, oh, no, 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 that, that that's not going to work. I mean, that's just terrible. And I've, I've seen that like, and it just, it's hard to watch. Yeah, that's, that's really tough because, you know, I've heard that too. Like, okay, that's not going to work because we tried that already. But, but, you know, there's so many facets to something sometimes and it's like, okay, but how did you try it? What was your approach? Right. And when you dig into it, sometimes you're like, well, you did, you know, this, this wasn't the right thing to do in this one, uh, this, this certain way, you know, we can improve that by doing this instead. So sometimes those, like you said before, those bad ideas are never bad ideas. They could, they could become something great. You know, sometimes it's good if you've tried something and it didn't work. Okay. That's failure. Right. But you learn from that and say, well, if we can adjust this one thing that could really make it work, Mm -hmm. you know? So you're starting, you, you have that idea already. So yes, no, no idea is a bad idea. And it's that when, when someone, when a leader, someone in a leadership role shuts that down, then you really close yourself off from, from so much opportunity for growth, mm-hmm. right? And, and something innovative. Yeah. Look what happened. Look what happened during COVID with all the resignations, people resigning and mm. this quiet quitting. I think what happened was there was a real awakening around people going, you know what? I don't have a mission. I don't like working at this place. I don't feel like there's a purpose. Mm-hmm. If, if the only purpose is to like enrich the leader's pockets, what, what am I doing? And I think you saw a lot right. of 
take stock of their lives and decide I'm, I'm going to, you know what, life is short and I'm going to do what I want to do. I think that was a big, I think, you know, that was huge uh, that happened during COVID when people were just, just decided, nope, not doing it anymore. I remember right. that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember this one company that I worked at um, and it wasn't Adams Outdoor, charismatic leader. Um, love talking to this person. Every time, like every time I had an interaction with this person, I came away motivated and energized and wanted to like take on the world. And what was cool was this person also felt the same way. They would say, oh, I love talking to you. I always get energized and I feel like I'm, and, and I just thought, you know, I don't know how many other people had that relationship with this person, but I did. And we would, we would schedule these, awesome. these talks that would just with check-ins. We just did like little check-in talks. And every time we had them, we never had an agenda. We just would start talking and we would just share. We would just, it was a re- like building a relationship, but this was the owner of the, this was the CEO of the company. And it was really, God, I just thought to myself, everybody should have this experience or have this relationship. And I think this, this leader did have that type of relation relationship with other people, but I just know how it affected me. I mean, I, I, I would talk to this person and I felt like I could go lift 10 million pounds afterwards or just, or come up with like, I just, I, I loved it. I, I, I love that. That's what, yes. That's what you want inside your organization. If you're leading a team or an organization, you want people wanting to talk to you, wanting to interact with you because they feel better when they're done talking to you. They feel motivated. They feel inspired. They feel that that's the promised land to me, you know, if you can, and, and really right. what's it about, what do you have to be? You have to be a, someone who's just interested in other people, interested in the per, per, people that are working with you. That's all. And just be open and do more of the talking or I'm sorry, do more of the listening than the talking. That's it. That's so true. And isn't it sort of, isn't it infectious? Like yes. when you're, when you're in that type of situation and you have someone so inspiring and motivating and listens to you, and supports you, right? Aren't you that way with the other people that you work with, your coworkers as well? Because mm-hmm. you're feeling that and you want, you kind of, you want to reciprocate that whole good vibe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe if you can find the right leader and, and, and that leader can, can go about bringing the right people into the company, setting up the mindset, setting up the mission, like letting everybody know, and if the simpler, the, you know, the plan, the better, um, there's nothing you can't do. There's nothing you can't do or accomplish. So true. Really. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, to the point where like you, you'll be scratching your head going, I can't believe we did that. I can't believe we did. I can't believe I put a billboard campaign up on the roads of the Lehigh Valley with no words, no words. Yes. I did that. <laughs> yes. And, and I even encouraged Joan, this, this is what blew me away. And I covered this with John. Uh-huh. RCN wanted 1-800-RING-RCN on the boards. They, they were given some right. corporate line that that had to go on, right? And John was like, no, we are not going to do that. We're sorry. And this went back and forth for weeks. And I thought, oh my God, they're going to, you can't walk away from $75,000 in one month. That's a lot of money. That could make our year. I was, I'm embarrassed, embarrassed to say this. I was willing to try to find a way to put 1-800-RING-RCN on the boards, whether it be right, right. out. And John was like, no, Bill. I can't, we've come too far. We've, we've, I, I will, I will look like everything I said didn't matter. Think about what he did there. He, he knew that if he added that 1-800 ring RCN on the board, 
it would have made everything he said up to that point he would look like like um like a like he was like it was all just not true like he didn't believe it he didn't believe in his core yes. in creativity because he would have went for the money instead and he held out and said no you're not putting it up the only way these boards go up is it without 1-800 ring rcn and that's how they went up that's how well they you know what too i think i think at the time you know billboards weren't always looked at favorably right but what adam started to do was really make them look beautiful <laughs> so and i think that that campaign too was a really beautiful campaign and I think that it it really got people to notice it more so than if you had a bunch of words and a phone number on there. No one's going to be like, okay, let me remember this phone number in their head. They're not going to think that. They're going to remember that what it was for, and then they'll look it up later to call them if they need to call them for something. But it was the it was the power of the creative campaign that it was so amazing that he stuck with that. Yeah. And I know what you're what you're saying. You wanted to bend because you thought I don't want to lose this 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 client. Yeah, and if you just do this one little thing, what's the big deal? But it really right. would have changed the whole. He knew that, the whole and I, I was, I didn't realize how he was right about that. He, it would have, it would have made him look like he didn't really believe it, or, or that he was willing to buckle just to take the money. And he, he, yeah, it's that's a that's a masterclass in leadership right there. That's a masterclass right. in leadership. What he did, so pretty cool. And it went up, and then it won a an o, an OAAA marketing award. Um, that's right. Uh, CN was certainly impressed. They, they, they won who's who that year, which was, um, they had never won, uh, the other, the competition service right. had always won who's who RCN won who's who that year. Um, so a lot of good things happened for them because of that campaign, but they were willing to take the risk, you know, ultimately they, you know, I knew the marketing director at the time really wanted the boards and, and would, would have been okay with 1-800 ring RCN, not on them. But the corporate was just kind of hammering them, saying like, no, we got to have it. We got to have it. We got to have it. And John Hayes was like, no, you don't. No, you don't. And I remember they asked wow. me, they asked me um, to come up with a bunch of quotes, like quotes about like, you know, uh, be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. You know, be anything but mediocre. And we started faxing them to their corporate offices. So we put a little on, on Adam's letterhead. I would set up the set up the text, be bold or be condemned to mediocrity or be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. Wow. I started faxing them like like just as like like faxed thought bombs. Um kind of crazy oh, yeah. that too. We were like teasing them. We were like kind of playing chicken with them, like saying, like, you're not gonna get that's so funny. Mm -hmm. that's so funny. So Marty, let me ask you this. What's the best piece of advice you ever gotten? You ever received? Oh, I would say. And, and just because I'm, I'm now in the entrepreneurial world, um, believe in yourself. <laughs> There's so much doubt around every corner. We talk about, we talked about limiting beliefs and they don't ever go away. You have to, you have to always be mitigating those. Right. Um, but you know, limiting beliefs and business challenges, it's so hard, but you have to stay true to your belief and you know, that you can do it and great things will happen. You have to keep believing in yourself and keep pushing yourself. That's the best advice I ever received because it's something that I have to keep telling myself and it keeps me going, you know, like you have to believe in yourself. What, what is the alternative? Right. You know, there's, right. and even though it's, it's, it seems so simple of a thing to say, believe in yourself, but the alternative is, is what we feel is comfortable, not believing in ourselves, staying well, in comfortable mediocrity because we know what to expect here in the comfortable mediocrity world. But so when you believe saying, in yourself and you push yourself, I would say right? if you don't believe in yourself, how are you going to get anyone else to believe in you if you don't believe first? 
That's so true. Right. I always think about very, very true. Yeah, I always think about this. What's um what's a something that you wish you would have knew when you were starting out that you know now? What's a lesson that you would have that you you wish you knew then back then? Oh gosh, okay. Um let's see. So what I wish I knew then that I know now is is really to adopt a growth mindset right away. You know, I I, I always had it but I didn't realize that I could apply it to whenever I felt stuck in my professional growth. Um, and so I feel like so many people, they, they don't understand that your mindset is everything and it really is. So I wish someone would have told me, you know, your, you know, not just growth mindset, but your, your mindset in general, anytime you have those negative thoughts, you have to get through it and believe in yourself. Right. But if I knew that mindset was so powerful and that, you know, that really changes your whole future. If you sit there and you think about, you know, all the things that you could not do very well, or that, you know, you didn't have a college degree or that you didn't, you know, you didn't get to um, work with great people and you let that hold you back, then you're never going to get further. Um, and so I wish I knew that sooner, just mindset is everything and have, you know, work on your mindset. It's something you have to work on all the time. It doesn't ever, it's not like something you could work on, read a book, and then you're good. You're good to go. It's like, it's always there in the background and you always have to, um, to do that. And, you know, I'm a high achiever. And I think that that's something that, you know, you high achievers need to understand. They, they understand it. They get it that, you know, mindset is everything and they have to believe in their self and they have to focus, but it is a constant battle. And I wish someone would have told me in the beginning, don't let it get, hold you back because, I, I see times in my life where I, you know, I had a lot of trauma and I, I really, it really caused me to have negative thoughts and mm -hmm. uh, it got me stuck a lot of times throughout my life. And if I knew really, if I understood mindset at the time, I would have been able to get through it um, a lot easier. So yeah, that's something I really wish I would have known in the beginning that I really embrace now. And it's, it's helpful. I like that. That's cool. I think for me, I wish I would have known that um, failure and success need each other. Yes. They need each other because we're not they really do. taught that in school. I mean, school kind of stigmatizes mistakes. Nobody wants you to, nobody wants to make a mistake, you know, in school. And we kind of get indoctrinated into that, to your point, mindset of like failure, bad, failure, bad, failure, bad. And you get out in the real world or just in your life and you realize like when you fail, there's learning that can happen within a failure or as I like mm -hmm. to call it an unintended outcome, you know, failure just sounds so triggering, but right. I mean, it's, you have to be yes. willing to fail. You're not going to succeed. You and know? they start teaching that right in, right in school, right in elementary school, you know, you get in, in middle school, high school, you get graded and you, you know, if you do something, um, if you try hard, but you don't do well, you get a bad grade. And there's no, there's no input after that. You just get the bad grade and you're just like, oh, darn it. I'm, yeah, think about <laughs> I it. totally sucked at that. Think about it's, it. The kid that could have no got the bad grade might've really struggled and really applied themselves and really tried to do it, but just couldn't get there. And then you have somebody that kind right? of- A little feedback would have been great. Yep. Yeah, that's what you- we A little have feedback and encouragement. Like, okay, here, here you go. You, you know, this was a, a great first attempt, but you can do better. Try it again. You know, wouldn't that have been amazing if, if they adopted that? that way of uh, teaching and <laughs> in the beginning, right? It's, a, it's just a leadership. leadership. I do think I do like that. I do like that word mindset. That is, 
I do believe that that's, that really is everything. A good mindset will carry you through, you know, keep the negative self-talk to a minimum um, and just always, you know, I'm an eternal optimist, you know, I'm going to, and I was, it's funny, I, I just did an interview yesterday for season four, episode one with Lee Abrams. And he, when I asked him about something that he wished he knew, he said the same thing, kind of the same thing as you did. Believe in yourself. Just believe that yes. you, what you bring to the table, know what your strengths are. Don't get caught up in your weaknesses. And if you have an idea, just go for it. That was his advice. Just do it. it. Go for it. Yes. So mindset, you know, has different facets. There's the the growth mindset we talk about. So continuous learning is very important. And then there's the, the, the so I talk about the success-driven mindset. You want to be successful. You want to achieve, you know, higher levels of your potential. You have to be success-driven. I'm driven to have good outcomes. So being not being afraid to fail. And then the creative mindset is another one I would add to that. It, you have to embrace creativity. So, and and again, that's just your way of thinking mindset is your way of thinking right so if you could if you could navigate life in your personal and professional life thinking about mindset am i having a growth mindset am i being creative am i driven to success then so many wonderful things will happen <laughs> kind of like this podcast interview we just did <laughs> exactly <laughs> it was really cool i'm so glad i got to talk to you it's it's um you haven't changed you've grown uh you can see it uh, it it's really cool to to see how how well you're doing, um, and you have definitely embraced the John Hayes uh, leadership uh, yes. masterclass that we got to experience. And forever go, grateful. Um, I will always be grateful to him and and for the people that I got to work with. And um, I want to just thank you for doing this. This was this was awesome, really awesome, Martha. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bill. I was honored that you asked me to be on this podcast and. Just catching up with you, it was wonderful. Um, you know, you're always in my thoughts when I'm when I'm thinking about just my my world is marketing and, and creative. And you're one of my inspirations because you've always been driven with by creativity, and and I see it. And uh, it's it's been nice to just keep in touch through socials and see what you're what, what you're up to. And um, yeah, it's been great catching up with you lately. It's been a it's been a while since we were able to. Do, actually talk and I feel like we just picked up right where we left off I felt like exactly I saw you at Adams up in the art room and we had just you know and it's probably been close to 15 20 years I didn't do the math but yeah those are the best relationships when you could pick up where you left off and admire being admired and inspired by each other and absolutely well thank you again Martha DeFeo well how would so much people, if people wanted to look at um your your what's your website what's um milkmarketing.com m-i-l-k milkmarketing.com okay and on instagram i'm uh the milk marketing muse <laughs> nice nice well th again thank you good luck to you and uh wish you all the best be well thank you so much bill take care bye-bye all right ad yakers hope you enjoyed it because we have many more great conversations planned and guests lined up ready to yak it up Adyak is sponsored and produced by ASR Media. Theme song was written and performed by Dan Ross. Adyak is the official podcast of the AAF Greater Lehigh Valley Ad Club. Stay hungry, stay humble. Till next time. This episode of Adyak is rated O for, oh man, that was good.